You're listening to Living Brave, a podcast where nothing's off the table. It's about leaning into discomfort and pioneering a new way of being. I'm Shoshana Raven. I created Living Brave to break down the shame, stigma, and fear holding us back from living the lives we dream of. Here, myself, my guests, and friends share unfiltered stories and diverse insights to help us get out of our own way, build thriving relationships, and step more fully into our authentic selves. I believe that when we realize we have nothing to hide and truly hear each other out, we clear up a huge amount of mental space. And of course, no one can do the work for us, but we can be inspired to reclaim our lives when we step into this radical truth-telling. So let's get started. You're listening to Living Brave, a podcast where nothing's off the table. It's about leaning into discomfort and pioneering a new way of being. I'm Shoshana Raven. I created Living Brave to break down the shame, stigma, and fear holding us back from living the lives we dream of. Here, myself, my guests, and friends share unfiltered stories and diverse insights to help us get out of our own way, build thriving relationships, and step more fully into our authentic selves. I believe that when we realize we have nothing to hide and truly hear each other out, we clear up a huge amount of mental space. And of course, no one can do the work for us, but we can be inspired to reclaim our lives when we step into this radical truth-telling. So let's get started. All right, we're in Costa Rica on a windy road, Christian and I, and I just read to him some of the questions inside of our thread and telegram on requests for riffs and and if I could answer any question about money and wealth and money mindset. And a lot of the questions are around like, how do I trust when there's no evidence? Like, how do I release fear and step into abundance? And, you know, it began a conversation with Christian because we had actually just been talking about like the the difference between people who have really been in the game for a long time and people who just like talk about things and even if they're confident talking about the things you can just tell that they like haven't had skin in the game and Christian was talking about like I I call it like the texture of someone who has had high stakes he's like you know I spend my own money on growing my business like who like is very invested and like very connected day to day to what's working what's not working and that just creates a level of like competency in someone and just like they just talk about things in a different way and so that kind of reminded me of you know and it made me want to ask him how he really got over that 
fear and honestly like the uncertainty of going all in before there's evidence and I'm like well isn't that just entrepreneurship like maybe the problem was with some of us is that we think we're not supposed to be afraid but Christian's like oh no I'm afraid and I'm like oh I'm afraid like every single time I make a leap every single time I launch a new program every single time I put skin in the game every single time I say you guys I'm doing a million dollar quarter you guys I'm doing a two million dollar month like every single time I have normal human emotions of fear and I think we'd be kind of like I think it would be mentally unstable to not have fear when you go do something that's totally against the grain of society and totally against the grain of your human nature because you just have, you have faith, you trust and trust is not void of fear. And I'm like, that's kind of what entrepreneurship is, right? It's against the grain of some of our most basic human instincts. Um, and it's also against the grain of most of society but you just have this like flicker in your soul and you, you learn how to walk with your fear. And that's why it's living brave. And people who are unwilling to do that often don't see results or think that you're not supposed to be afraid and that you're just supposed to feel abundant, like feel abundant all the time. And so I asked Christian, like, how, how did he, you know, get out of that, like fear and take action, even when things were really uncertain, which that never goes away by the way so if you're like oh there's gonna be one day where I am not living in scarcity like I dropped something in the club about last night at dinner where everyone was obsessing over how much drinks are and maybe you could look at that as a fun conversation but maybe you could look at it as scarcity and the fact that all these people are making millions of dollars they could be having the same conversation (laughs) Christian always says that um, he didn't, he always like gets so annoyed when <laughs> people are talking about how much drinks cost at the bars from his old friends. And he's like, it's so funny. Cause I always complain about that, but then I'm hanging out with like seven, multiple seven figure entrepreneurs. And they're just talking about how much drinks cost at the bar. And it's like, you can't break out of the drinks. <laughs> but I, Christian kind of brought, brought this up because I want to know how I know for me, how I overcame uncertainty, or I guess like, how do you how do you trust without evidence? Honestly, I don't even know if I trusted that much. I think I thought I was gambling, but I would rather gamble than not gamble. I was like, well, I can't live with myself if I don't at least try. And also I know I've broken out of the mold so many times. I've broken out of other people's fear when they're like, why on earth would you go to India? Why on earth would you quit this job that if you stay two years, you could live in another jail cell anywhere else in the world and be tied to your, to your desk, you know, after two years here. And I was like, this sounds crazy. And there was just like a knowing in my gut that I think we've been trained not to trust. Like, even though my head was saying all these different things and culture and society and, you know, my animal brain, but I know like what the expansive feeling in my gut feels like I know what is a yes feels like I know what excitement feels like I know what potential feels like and so it was just like well yeah I'd rather be broke and happy for the rest of my life than live in fear and have to reconcile why I didn't give it my all and I think I valued my life over money at at that point Um, and I think that's just something that you have to continue to do you have to value your why you have to value your next level you have to value you know your future you have to value what's possible more than a short-term financial dip um, of that could be an investment that could be spending your own money on ads that could be you know, um, continuing to put in day after day after day when you're not seeing results instead of going and, you know, getting another job. 
So I'm going to bring it over to Christian. I, th- I think a lot of fear that people have is unconscious and they might be able to explain it consciously. Like they might have reasons for why they're afraid this bad thing's going to happen, this bad thing's going to happen. But I think a lot of times it comes down to fear of being exiled from the tribe. So if you look at evolutionary psychology, we're hardwired to want to belong to the tribe because if we get pushed out, then we're going to die on our own. We used to need the group to survive. And so the number one thing we don't want to do is to alienate our tribe. And so if you hang around, the only people surrounding you are non-entrepreneurs and they think that uncertainty is inherently bad then anytime you enter uncertainty you're going to feel a little guilty maybe shameful you're going to feel like you maybe don't even want to talk about it with them because they're going to say you should really go back to the safe thing you should go back to that job at Deloitte you know you should go back to that thing that's a sure thing and so one of the most important things we can do around fear I think is to hack our our unconscious mind not our conscious mind you're not going to talk yourself out of it or you're not going to eliminate fear just you know, soothing yourself. And so number one thing I think is you have to go hang out with um, people who are where you want to be, you know? So if you're just getting started and you want to have a six-figure business, see if you can put yourself in a room with like a hundred six-figure business owners. You want to, you want to get a lot of them. I know a place like that. (laughs) (laughs) You want to get a lot of them because um, you're going to see yourself in some of them and not so much in others. But if you can go into that room and you see yourself in 10 of them and you go, wait a second, um, I'm actually a lot like this person. Oh, I'm like this person or like this person. I can't even believe they're successful, you know? It almost seems like they shouldn't be. And, <laughs> and, and a couple of things are happening here. First of all, like you're building a self-belief. You, this person eats just like I do. They sleep just like I do. Because online, they kind of look like superheroes. And it's easy to compare yourself and say, I'm not like that. But you get in a room with them and you can see their flesh and blood and, and they're breathing and they're drinking and... Um, they're, they're, they have human needs just like you. And so you see, I'm, I'm not so different from them after all. And all of a sudden your brain, your unconscious brain, this is the important part because it's your nervous system that's going to regulate to them, not just your thoughts. Your thoughts are almost um, the follow-up to your nervous system's reaction. Yeah. And so all of a sudden your nervous system is going to go, you know what? Not only am I just like these people, but now I don't want to get exiled from this tribe. And to fit in with this tribe, what do I have to do? I have to do the things that this tribe is doing. Yeah. And so you start to ask, um, you know, we had dinner last night with um, one of our friends, Johnny, who's like completely jacked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to be more jacked than I am always. And so I'm asking Johnny about his caloric intake and, how, you know, how he gets his protein and things like that. And all of a sudden I see, oh, Johnny's just a person just like me, but he does this different on a daily basis. And I go, you know, if I take those actions probably um i'm gonna get more jacked like johnny and also johnny will probably think i'm cooler than i am right now because i'm more like him you know (laughs) (laughs) just unconsciously and so um so if you're gonna start to take these actions that the people in the six-figure room are taking because number one they become so clear you see the commonalities of what every how everybody spends their time and their lives and their values and two you're gonna want to fit in with them like some people would deny this and say i actually don't care about fitting with people and it's just not true at all like in some way you're you're trying to fit in with people um and keep yourself safe within the tribe and so your unconscious mind is going to start to take action to get you there and and what this feels like is before it might have felt like you were pushing up to this thing and now it feels like you're being pulled up to it and that's a completely different energy right and it's a lot scarier i think to push than to be pulled up and so your nervous system's going to start to calm down. It's going to start to want the approval of the right tribe. 
and then you're going to start to get the same results that they did. Now, the other thing that happens here is even if the results aren't there yet, just by taking the actions, you're going to start to fit in with that tribe. And so you might not have the money yet or the success with the clients, but you can go out there and talk to that tribe and say, yeah, I tried this campaign or I've been putting out these kinds of posts or I got on these sales calls and talk to them about that experience and they're going to be able to relate with you and they're going to assign a higher status to you just for being in the game because somebody who's in the game has a higher status than somebody who's not even if they haven't gotten the results yet mm-hmm. right if you think about gym culture somebody who's in the gym trying even if they're not in shape yet is going to have higher status than somebody who's not in the gym completely out of shape and doesn't even want to try right people who are already in really good shape are going to love that that person's showing up and working for themselves even if they're not there yet and yeah. so, you, so you're going to start to get approval from that tribe, and it's just going to pull you harder and harder and harder. Mm, this is this is really why masterminds work. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, this is just like whether this is my mastermind or another one that you join. It's like I can I can tell you for certain the reason I had a zero dollar mm-hmm. launch was because I literally had no tribe like no community I like knew some people online but yeah they felt like these fairies you know and it was like oh never mind like oh god all these people are gonna make fun of me because it's not working and so I'm gonna pretend this never happened and then getting in a mastermind like of course coaching is amazing training is amazing like you need to learn skills to be able to do things right but like it was being a part of a group and like having the coach in my back pocket and having the community and other women who are succeeding or at least other women with skin in the game and it was like well if they're taking action and they're at least seeing some results or even failing then like and I have skin in the game how could I not you can't back out and that's why I actually said Andrea who's in one of my new masterminds when she was thinking about joining and she, I know that she wants to build a seven figure business next year I told her like honestly this wasn't even a sales tactic honestly if you say, well, I guess it was because I really want her to join for me and for her. But I told her like, I'm actually more afraid for you if you just like stay floating around in like one of the larger communities and don't join the space with like super high level conversations where all the women in there are also aiming for that same goal and kind of holding that super high standard because you're just so much less likely to succeed. Like I truly believe that on my core you know, like this would be actually really scary for you. And she's been messaging me like randomly on Instagram, like every week, like, oh my God, Shosh, like crazy things are happening here. I had my first five figure week. Oh my God, Shosh. I like said, yes, it made no sense. And you believed in me before I did. Holy shit. Like, oh my God. Like it's so it's because they've already started a group chat. Like everybody's like kind of on the same frequency and so it creates this like healthy pressure I think a lot of people want to shy away from this dynamic because they're like no fitting in it creates unhealthy pressure but that's because there's wounding underneath but no matter what that's going to be it's like the law of gravity like Christian's saying you can say that you're not like this but you are it's like the law of gravity like we are tribal you know we want to we want to be a part of a group it feels really good we want to connect and so there's going to be some conscious or unconscious mechanism that's going to like kind of calibrate you to a group and I think it's when you we allow ourselves because we can also have like self-protection mechanisms where you'll see like a group kind of turn on the leader or a group fall apart you know that can be a lot of the times because you want to belong but you're not willing to do what it takes to belong you think you can just pay to belong or you think like this person you kind of pedestal this person 
And then when you see, oh, they're just human like me, instead of like that kind of like encouraging you to rise, it turns it, you turn against them, but in a way you're actually just turning against yourself. Then you're not connected on the heart and then it becomes a whole hodgepodge. And then you probably like, I don't know anybody who's like turned against a leader or turned against a group and then like become wildly successful because of it. Have you? No, <laughs> it's like never happened. So it's not a success mechanism. It's a protection mechanism. But when you look at highly successful people, it follows a lot of the kind of steps. And that's honestly exactly why I've created the spaces that I've created. And no matter what kind of business that you have to create those spaces for people where there's an element of like group learning, group transformation, like identity, like everyone's claiming an identity together and there is an upward pull of the group. And that's why when you continue to build the asset of your business and of your community, like it truly does the work for you because there's so much value. Like I don't even have to do anything for someone to join a space that I have worked you know five years however long to magnetize these people to create this kind of culture to create this kind of space and it holds itself and it compounds on itself which is like a really cool thing um okay wait but christian i want to like go back to this we'll end it here like how you said in the beginning when you were like kind of just like dipping your toes in those groups and you're like okay sure 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 like these people are just like me. Also, they kind of still feel like superheroes. And like, I kind of feel like an imposter and holy shit, I have no job. I'm literally like, but you had known what it was like, just like me to like freelance and travel the world. You know, you can live off $10 a day, you know, like you're in that space. Sure. Um, but also like there are high stakes and everybody has their own stakes. Like they're like, Oh, but I have a child. Oh, but I have this. Oh, but I have this debt or, you know, everybody's in a different situation when you're just starting to be like, okay, sure. Maybe it's possible for me, which Shosh and Christian are saying easy for them, whatever, you know, and you're like in the beginning here, Christian, and you have to start investing your own money in programs, your own money in ads because he took the ad route and it's not working and you have to go even deeper like what how did you get through that how do you live in quote abundance and get like overcome that fear of uncertainty yeah i guess there's a couple things um i mean for one it was credit cards you know i'd get an 18 month no interest credit card and then buy the courses on that and put the ads on that and so it was like digging the hole deeper and deeper but I, you know, I kind of, I like to teach this like 50 cents, get rich or die trying. (laughs) And all it really means is surrender. Like you have to play full out. If you're playing to not lose, you are not going to win, right? You can't play just defense and expect to win in life. So you have to go out and you have to play to win first place and say, if I lose horribly, like it's okay. And so... You have to surrender to the worst case scenario. Now you want to do things that aren't completely catastrophic. So kind of like calculate in your head, okay, if everything went horribly wrong, like where would I end up? And kind of in my head, I go, okay, you know what? This is before I'd ever been to like Asia or anything. So it was a foreign concept to me, but I go, if everything goes like horribly, horribly wrong, I can um, move to Thailand and live on $800 a month and like try to dig myself out of this hole and get like some job that I hate, but you know, I can afford $800 a month to live. And so first calculate the worst case scenario, like what will actually happen if this doesn't work out? For a lot of people, it's just like going back to the job, you know, Um, which isn't the worst thing in the world because that's where they already are now. Mm -hmm. 
But the other thing I kind of had to come to terms with was like, okay, I would rather like go completely bankrupt and become financially destitute and fail horribly and humiliate myself in front of everybody that I know than not try at all, right? Because I'm always trying to minimize regret. So it's usually things we don't do that we regret later in life, not the things that we do. So I'd rather try and fail. You know, just had to come to terms with my mind. I'd rather try this and fail completely than not try at all because at least I know that I tried and that's so much better than not trying at all. And it's not always, you know, when you do this, you might try and fail and it might lead you down a different road that you never could have anticipated in the first place. So where you're trying to end up might actually change, but you never would have gotten there had you not tried in the first place. So you might, you know, if we switch this over to relationships, you might get into a catastrophic relationship and you didn't want to get, you were a little worried to get in because you thought you might get hurt again. And guess what? You did get hurt again, but it led you down to this other person and put you through this growth path that you didn't Ooh. know you needed. <laughs> and then and then you end up, you know, with your dream person, but it's only because you went through this really hard thing first. And so you have to understand, like, where we're headed. You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking back, as Steve Jobs said. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. And so if you're not taking action, if you're not putting one foot in front of the other, even in the face of catastrophic failure, you're not going to get the growth that you need. You know, there's this idea that the obstacle is the way. And so whatever um, failure and pain you do experience is probably exactly what you need to get to the next step. Mm-hmm. And so you have to accept the downside. Um, and I don't know how long we want to make this, but if we, if people want a tactical thing for this is, I use something called fear goals, where usually the thing I'm afraid of most is what's preventing me from getting to the next step. And so, um, you know, I taught these to my friend Tom, because he couldn't scale past like 50 grand a month, um, because he was scared to spend more money on ads. And I go, okay, what are you afraid of? And he's like, I'm scared that if I scale to a thousand dollars a day in ads, then I'll lose all the money and, and, um you know, my whole life will fall apart. And I go, okay, so now your goal is to like lose a thousand dollars a day in ads. And <laughs> so this, cause, cause what's happening in your brain is unconsciously you go, okay, I'm going to scale the ads and then your brain in the back of your head and you don't even hear it. It just goes, no, don't do that. Like that's going to go horrible. And so when you set a fear goal where my goal is to lose a thousand dollars a day in ads, when that little voice comes up, it's just this tiny little trigger and you go, oh no, it's actually my goal. Like you tell your unconscious, no, my goal is actually to fail here. And so what happens is you take the action your conscious regulated mind wanted to take in the first place. And then a lot of times you'll end up, either you get the, the positive result that you want in the first place, or maybe you do fail and it opens up a new opportunity for you to get the skills or the growth that you need as you get to the next stage. What happened to the end up? Oh, and then he ended up scaling to, it broke, he had his first six figure month right after that. As soon as he set this fear goal to lose a thousand dollars a day now, he had his first six figure month in business. Woo-woo. Tom, if you're listening, because Anna's in here. <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of times we have to head on confront the thing that we don't want. And, and Shosh and I talk about this a lot. It's like, you have to want the flip side. So there's a downside to every upside. Um, if, if you want a, a hugely successful business, but you don't want angry and upset customers, good luck. Because as soon as you get an angry <laughs> customer, you're going to sabotage your whole business growth because scaling the business is going to produce more of them pretty much no matter what. I mean, go look at like BBB for Apple, right? They have one star out of five. Um, they're rated like a D minus, I think. And so like even these the most amazing companies in the world, um, there's a downside to growing it. There's a downside to spending money on ads. Sometimes you are going to lose money on ads. If you're not willing to do that, good luck making money on ads, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and like it all leads you somewhere because a lot of these, a lot of these women, a lot of you guys have businesses with very low, like it's me, like very low overhead, and like the biggest fears are basically just like investing time and energy and like coaching and programs. 
and stuff like that. And it's just like, but what if I don't get the result? Mm-hmm. What if I don't get the result in like two months or three months? So it's not even like having to spend immediate. I guess it is like immediate money, but it's not like continually every single day ads. I almost feel like ads for you like calibrated your nervous system to just like spending money and yeah. understanding that it does come back and like sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. But a lot of people still feel like they're burned from like say you know things that didn't work or like or they deal with clients who say this like things that didn't work or things that they were unhappy with again those probably aren't their best customers um but it's almost the same thing right like oh i spent money on ads that didn't work last time Mm -hmm. like oh i bought this course it didn't really resonate like i don't yeah but it's just part of your education it's all part of your education anytime you think you got burned like you're burning yourself you know it's all part of your education it's showing you what's next it's giving you what you need to get to the next phase and like you have to look at it like that because if you look at it as this thing that shouldn't have happened uh like you don't really understand how life works you know yeah then you don't really because that's that's how life works (laughs) you didn't get burned you're burning yourself it's like uh but i got my heart broken it's like that's kind of a red flag in dating because it's like you know we've all felt that right but then when you're like oh no like this happened for me this is how life works this is how i find the love of my life it's all set up that's kind of what we want to get to that kind of healing and that's where we thrive and that actually i think is the embodiment shift that's not even the mindset shift that actually i think is a great place to wrap up of how to move from fear of uncertainty into abundance is how a lot of you you know worded this is like knowing that like every single rock bottom has happened and will happen for you and it's all a setup takes away a lot of fear also knowing that fear is totally normal and it's a green light that everything has trade-offs get rich or die trying as christian said i'd rather be broke destitute and humiliated, <laughs> humiliated than not having tried because he's not redu- he's not avoiding his fears he's reducing regret and optimizing for what he actually wants like, what would I actually do? Like I said to Andrea, what would you actually be doing? If you really cared about this goal, if it was really important to you, how would you set yourself up for success? You would absolutely join another group of seven-figure entrepreneurs. And I don't care if you don't have the cash flow right now. Like, if you have a credit card, this would be probably the easiest decision. You know, like, that That would be, like, like, I've talked about, I actually told them recently, babe, how you were, like... I could have invested in the inner circle when it was like 25k but I was probably so scared but I had a credit I could have like done a credit card we never know what would have like what would have happened but it's like so funny in hindsight anyway okay we'll wrap this up who wants Christian to come back woo we want Christian back (laughs) gonna give him a little something extra special today Okay, we love you. Christian, they love you so much. Love you guys. Oh. <laughs>